in five, four, three, two, one. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Moon Tea Podcast. Today we have Heather MK. McNutt, can you repeat that? Yeah, McNutt Kessner, but uh, MK is okay with me. Ooh, and this is a moment in history because it's the first time that we are, the three of us are recording, or Hugh and I are recording with our guest in person in my apartment. Technically, we've recorded before together, but not in my apartment. So this moment in history, Heather, don't forget. Yeah, I'm honored. <laughs> Huzzah. Um, cool. So uh, I guess for some context, uh, Heather, you've been here for about a month or in New York, and Hugh just arrived like earlier today. So you two go at it. Yeah, well, now that I know everything about New York, I'll have to, you know, clearly a, clearly a local, I'll have to give you some, some advice. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no, it's been super fun. I've been um, seeing quite a few Broadway shows through the lottery, um, trying my hand at some rush tickets. So I got to see six for like 35 bucks, super close to six the stage. Six Broadway shows? No, actually the show called Six, although oh. I've probably seen about six shows. That's how much I know. Can we edit that? No. <laughs> Start over. He was an uncultured swan. Yeah, oh no, send me back to Arizona. <laughs> yeah, so welcome to New York. I know uh, you arrived and you rode through Central Park already. It was, it was glorious. Cool. I'm so jealous. Yeah. I, I would write that every day. So cool. Mm-hmm. You, all of our listeners are jealous because you, you got to bike through Central Park. Yeah, be jealous, people. Be jealous. <laughs> Central Park, that's the place to bike. Um, not to brag, but I biked through Central Park with John before you, so... Ooh. This is uh... a... <laughs> this is a common... Uh... <laughs> that's how I feel about this right now. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, yeah, what else What else you want to know about New York? I've been um, staying with friends in different areas and... Um, kind of fun to see the nooks and crannies of the city um, beyond just kind of the main touristy traps which I reserve for Broadway. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Because you just went to Broadway in the Park too? Yeah, like I went that? to Broadway in the Park which is essentially where you get to see Broadway actors come and they'll perform a set or a few um, in the park for free and, and what's kind of special about it, I think what people like about or what I like about Broadway was, you know, I did theater in the past so you, you can understand where the imperfections are and that's that's hard to find in Broadway. Um, so when you have actors that are working with a totally different um, environment, different stage, and you've got um, you know a sound booth that's maybe less robust than you know a Broadway stage that was you know made entirely for that show, then um, it's a bit more organic and really focuses on the talent, which is fun. That's so cool. And that wasn't at Central Park, though. That was no, that park. was that was near Times Square, though, and we're all boiling in the sun today, but um, it was worth it. Worth it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it would be such a zoo if it was at Central Park, I think. Um, but they do, like, Shakespeare in the Park and stuff, right? In Central Park? Um, I mean, I would agree with you, but you told me about Shakespeare in the Park, so... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was confirming what I told you. I, <laughs> I can verify myself. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, uh, yeah, clearly uh, Heather has an interest in Broadway and musicals, and uh, we went to one, I think, two weeks ago or a week ago. Um, yeah. That was that was a lot of fun and yeah, I I feel like I feel like you're I feel like you're doing your travels right because you're just like these are the things I'm interested in, like I'm gonna go really deep into it. And yeah, thanks. 
Yeah. Yeah, and John knows I'm interested in nature, and so I'm a Portlander. I'm only visiting New York for a little over a month, and so I'm like, oh, you know, New York, whatever. I love Broadway, but there's no real access to the outdoors. So, John, do you want to tell the audience what your your challenge was for me? My challenge. Oh. To find as many. Um. To find green space? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Show me all the green spaces. Yeah, so I I actually thought the same thing when I came to New York. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a big concrete jungle. Like, I'm going to feel lost in, like, without nature, without access to hikes. Uh, but I, I personally don't feel that. But I also spend my weekends, like, biking to wherever. And I live, like, very close to Central Park. Uh, so my goal during Heather's time here was to show her all the parks and all the beautiful like outdoor places that yes it's very close to the city but it's like you don't you don't feel like you're in a busy like bustling city like when we when we were when we were biking around Central Park I was like I was like is this enough green space for you (laughs) (laughs) like yes (laughs) but yeah it's, it's it's like a giant park and and yeah, I love biking around it. Um, and Heather, like the West Side bike path, which I think you went on part of it. Yes, yeah. I did. I wasn't sure the whole part that you suggested I should do, but I'm sure I'll catch the rest of it um, next week. Yeah. Um, and then I'll be but... biking around uh, Governor's Island, too, probably Ooh. tomorrow. So. Nice. More green space. Okay. That's what you do. You go to New York to find like trees, right? That's, that's pretty normal. <laughs> That's where I go deep in my, my interest. And I've seen two rats run in front of me, so I feel like a true New Yorker, too. Nice. I feel like that's part of the experience. Nice. So that was great. I was like, wow. Rather <laughs> too easy, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which restaurant is that? I need, I need to find... Follow the rats. <laughs> All right, let's go down this list. So, oh, uh, we forgot to mention this blurb, but Heather is the coolest girl I know, uh, and then mention... Claimed love. by John, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't suggest. <laughs> uh, she has a love for theater, travel, and type 2 fun in the outdoors. Hugh and I were wondering what type 2 fun is. Yeah. Essentially, type 2 fun is like the type of fun where you kind of um, kill yourself a little bit or it's a little mm. bit of a struggle. So it's kind of like you're climbing a mountain and you're suffering and you're in pain and like maybe at one point you like break down and you're like, I can't do this. Like that's in maybe more extreme version, but... You know, and then you reach the top, and the view mm. is blissful, and you realize the capacity of what your body can do. Oh. Um, that's kind of type two fun. Is there a type three fun? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, maybe, maybe that's the people that do, like, um, you know those people that um, skydive but in those squirrel suits? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it's like one in ten of them will die or something crazy like that. Maybe that's type three. Wow. I don't want to kill myself. I just want to suffer slightly. What uh, what has been one recent example of Ooh. type two fun? Well, not recent, but how I discovered I like type two fun was I studied abroad in Ecuador, and um, I wasn't really into the outdoors that much yet. And the only pants I brought with me were jeans, and I hiked a mountain in jeans. We reached the top, and it was like snowy up there. Like we were clearly unfit to like we shouldn't have been there. Um, and we had some climbers like bring us back down because they oh. were like, "What are you doing up here?" <laughs> um, so that 
that's maybe one example. Um, this can get really dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, so learned learned the lesson there. Um, and then I uh, was in Tetons, did 20 miles in a day, kind of on accident. Um, and, uh, you know, messed up my knees a little bit for that. So type 2 fun doesn't always require sacrifice, but that's like a more, you know, intense example. We did go uh, whitewater rafting. True. Like a year yeah, ago. yeah, I guess that would be type 2 as well. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was fun. That was really cool. Yeah, um, was that your first time too, whitewater rafting? Uh, I've gone in Yosemite. Oh, okay. Um, nice. That was Leisha's first time. Yeah, that was Leisha's first time. Yeah, who's John's girlfriend. Um, yeah, one time I went whitewater rafting, and we were in. There were five groups of us, and they were like fairly high level rapids um, for beginners, and. Um, I was in the only all-girl group, and someone was like, oh, man, like, such a bummer. Like, we don't have any guys in this group. Like, we're kind of screwed. And uh, we were the only raft that didn't flip. So, <laughs> yeah. girls pulled through. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, I feel like... Yeah, I, like, I, like, wish... I wish you... I wish you, uh wanted to live in New York City for another year and then you can like find those experiences around because I, I do think, I think they I exist. would yeah yeah if I didn't have plans in September I would definitely have no trouble staying here even longer if anyone is looking for a talent uh learning yeah, and like development talent management learning and development org effectiveness and uh <laughs> wants to double Heather's salary yeah then. yeah my, my Oregon salary will not do for New York for sure <laughs> um Cool. What else is on this list? Senior learning and leadership development uh, specialist. So uh, for everyone's information, Heather got a promotion recently. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. (laughs) And yeah, um, I don't know. We talked about your job the last time. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. So episode 21, everyone, I think. (laughs) I've watched that recently. (laughs) Asterix, probably. <laughs> this is going to be in the upper 50s. <laughs> crazy. It's amazing. Yeah, look how far you've come. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Eight to nine listeners. Uh-huh. I actually had a few friends who listened to your episode. Oh, cool. I had a, I had a friend who was like, yeah, I really, I really like that episode. So, Sam, if you're listening, shout out to you for listening. We what appreciate you, Sam. <laughs> All right, let's continue down this list. Oh, I mean, I want to ask, is there anything oh. different in the, like, the job now? Any, like, what, what happens when you become a senior yeah. learning and leadership development specialist? That sounds very yeah. senior, uh-huh. you know? Yeah, it's, it's pretty rad. I mean, there's, at Columbia Sportswear, there's not too many folks um, my age. So um, essentially what happened was when the pandemic hit, um, we've had to just adjust our priorities a few times. And so I went off to... Um, a certain initiative that HR needed to get done and I was change managing for that for 10 months which was totally outside of the scope of my role and I think um, that helped me get promoted and mm-hmm. to where I am now it's kind of to bring me back on to the team I'm, I'm originally with um, and I think there's like a lot of good in saying yes to a new challenge and I think it kind of keeps things interesting too. Cool so are you still is the concept what's like the core on average goal of your job 
Yeah. Oh, like like my actual job. Yeah, like what's the goal of it now? Yeah. Well, um, it's kind of funny because um, I have a lot of different interests. So it's like, oh, I love public speaking and I love like building and strategizing. I can't just be the person that delivers. And, you know, I love, um, you know, thinking about the greater needs of a global business. And it's like, well, that's all kind of like different stuff. Right. But that actually all fits into this role. So. Um, we essentially, you know, look into what are the pain points of the business, what are the areas for opportunity, um, whether it be leadership development or employee development, and then we, you know, create a strategic framework, which means like a program or series of programs for that subset of employees to help them, you know, improve the employee experience, retention, innovation, um, all of that connects back to what we call organizational effectiveness or learning and leadership development can deliver on that. Cool. So is this yeah. like in the HR? Yeah. Department? Yeah, yeah. It's like fun HR, you know. Fun HR. <laughs> yeah. Performance management or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although we helped help the people that are doing performance management. We're still not even having to do that <laughs> as much. So Interesting. So like, like performance management being what? Well, like, uh, there's another team called Talent Management, and so they do, like, they create how, how you know, how does your company have, how often does your company check in um, on your performance? What are your learning and development plans? Um, you know, what's your PIP? <laughs> that kind of thing. There's, mm. there's another team for that. So we partner with them pretty closely PIP because... Is performance Improvement Plan? Mm-hmm, yeah. He's, he's never been close to it, so... Never been close to a pip, good for you. <laughs> they just let me go. No. <laughs> they don't even try to They're like, kick him out. Like, no, he's no. not worth it. We were waiting for the excuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, we care a lot about employee performance. Um, but, you know, I think the thing that's always nice to be close to is, like, the sales, the products. So we're always fighting to kind of show um, how we can support that ROI for the business. Really cool. Um, yeah. How do you even, is that like a thing you study? I forget. I don't know if we talked about that. Is it, how do you, like, I don't I, think I can, we talked about that. I can give a TLDR. I, yeah. I know from our conversations. Um, ah, yes, please. Uh, so, so uh, in college, Heather had a job at the uh, career office and she did, she did a really good job of like helping people figure out the next steps of their career. Um, she, and then that sort of led to like, like learning and development and then you just kind of like develop from there also also Heather also does resumes on the side uh, she has a prolific fiber business so uh, so yeah she's like doing a lot of different things has a lot of different skills um, how did how did you get into it I don't know if it's other than like that was the job that you got yeah that's pretty college. good um yeah, first of all, if anybody listening um, knows how to write resumes, hit me up. I'm always looking to hire. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, I studied, or sorry, I had a job in career development, and I liked some of the aspects of that. Um, I was kind of a freshman coming into my college career development center saying, like, hey, how do I get started? And they're like, um, I'm sorry, you're not a junior or senior panicking. What are you doing here, you know? Um, so I liked the consultative approach of that. Um, but really what happened was I studied communications and had like, you know, four or five like marketing and communication internships. Um, so I really picked the company over the career. I knew I wanted to work for Columbia Sportswear. In Portland, there's a few big name companies, you know, headquartered there and Columbia is one of them. And 
the recruiter said, hey, actually, you know, what do you think about this? And I said, I didn't know that was a career. Let's, let's try that. So it ended, it ended up being something that was so great. I don't think I would ever go back to marketing. And, and certainly I do plenty of like communications or promotional things in my work. I think whenever someone finds out you can write, then they will definitely make use of that. So, um, but I think there's some more strategy behind what I do than if I was just kind of like churning things out um, in a different type of role. Some, sometimes I forget that Heather is like five years younger than me. And there are times when I'm just like, dude, I wish I was half this wise five years ago. I, see, I feel like you haven't forgotten at all this trip. I feel like every day I talk to John, he's like, when I was your age. And then Leisha's like, she's a baby. And I'm like, stop it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, I hope to get to John's level one day too. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my secret is having this cool lamp. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like the halo effect we got going. <laughs> um. Oh, can you can you talk a little bit about? I know there's a lot of uncertainty, but like, what, what like, what kind of things are you interested in, um, for the next like few years? I know, obviously, it's like it's hard to know exactly, but yeah. but like. What are some things that you would prioritize? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, you know, I think for one thing is that um, our priorities change. And I've done, you know, we've all done in- informational interviews and pretty much half the people you talk to are like, I don't really know how I ended up here, right? So I think that means like moving forward with intention. And um, so for me, um, I had like, a big breakup happened a few months ago and so that was a good opportunity for me to say um, back then was okay let's re reevaluate what my values are right now and I think in general you know the past four years have been career 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 and I will always be you know career oriented to a degree because I you know I love what I do and I that can bring me joy Um, to feel like I'm making movement in that direction. But um, another one that was pretty high on my list was adventure, travel, new experiences. And I had felt so dormant during the pandemic and then I was waiting on, you know, the boyfriend to, you know, get PTO so that we could go somewhere, right? Um, And so now is my time to say, you know, I am only focusing on me. What what are my priorities? What, what am I trying to do? So um, right as my work went, all right, let's get back to hybrid. I said, actually, um, how about I go remote uh, and I'll uh, see you whenever I'm in town. And luckily they gave me some bandwidth to do that. And so I've been working remotely from different places, visiting friends, making new friends, and um, just trying to see new parts of the world. I think that, uh, you know, can really make you, it's good to remind yourself how small you are on this planet, let alone the universe. And I think traveling is like pretty humbling and also can be thrilling and um, was the right move for me so far. Hey, you got to hang out with us. Heck yeah. (laughs) Look at us here together in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which uh, actually is a good segue into the uh, topic of travel. Mm. Um, I know uh, you, you're. I know you're probably like into the idea of digital nomading, which is yeah. is what you're doing <laughs> uh, right now. And uh, yeah, I mean, 
can you talk a little bit about how it has been? Um, have there been like surprising like cool things, and then have there been like mm. any challenges along the way? Yeah, good question. Yeah, so I'm pretty early in my digital nomading journey right now. Uh, but I think this is the time when people find the most out. I, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but I, I have friends that will go on a big journey and like the things that go awry always happen like immediately, like right at the start of the trip. Like I have a friend who's van lifing all 50 states and like immediately his tire blew out like before he even got to a second state. I have another friend that was also working remotely in digital nomading and he like stubbed his toe and then couldn't hike for a few weeks. and. <laughs> And um, I think for the most part, it's it hasn't been too challenging. Um, so that's good. I'm kind of like waiting for the other shoe to drop at some at some point. But um, I think the main thing is just having the right mindset. So you've you've got to be ready to be outside of your normal routine. You've got to be ready to um, you know take on discomfort and understanding that the reward is is worth worth all of that so i think you know my only complaints about travel so far is like maybe some nights i sleep better in my own bed you know but for the most part i sleep pretty well here i've got like the whole setup i've got like a sleeping mask and like noise canceling headphones i do the whole deal so um it's it's been pretty good so far mm. that sounds awesome hugh yeah. when are, are you doing it Right, that wouldn't that be cool? Uh, I'm kind of curious. Where have you like traveled so far, and are wanting to travel to well, while you're on this yeah. journey? Yeah, yeah, and I and I want to go to Arizona too. By the way, Yo, my sister's gonna go. be there in um, February, and I want to win the lottery for the wave hike. Oh my gosh! Yes, yeah. yeah, the wave would be amazing. Out oh my anywhere. gosh! Yeah, super cool. Yes. Um. So went to Colorado. Um. I picked Boulder because it seems like a town I could actually see myself living in. And so that's right outside of Denver, but still you ha you're like an hour away from Rocky Mountain National Park. You're close to like El Dorado Canyon and all of these other amazing spots. Um, and that was super easy to, to live there. And the, the weirdest thing was one day in, in Colorado, it was 89 degrees. And then the next day we got several inches of snow. And I was like, what, what the heck? Like, what's going on here? And um, everyone was acting like it was totally normal. So. <laughs> Um, and I think the magic of travel is once I'm there, I get all these messages from people being like, oh, I'm actually living in Colorado. So, you know, I didn't really think I'd be visiting anyone. And then like my days were super social and, and filled up with um, seeing old friends from high school and, and different times of my life. So did that road trip through Yellowstone and um, Tetons back to Oregon um, and then now flew out to New York. So pretty early early days oh yeah mm -hmm. I think the the biggest thing is just to be open to where you want to go now being in New York for a month and realizing I could have stayed here for months and months <laughs> then it's like good to know okay so maybe this doesn't need to be just a little month stint um, you feel safe you you feel like you can do things a little longer so it's uh it's cool because the last time I saw Heather I was no like I yeah. was nomading, mm -hmm. and then now Heather is nomading. Wow, so influential, John. So where all did you go? Do you want to tell the folks if they haven't heard? Uh, it it wasn't it wasn't that interesting. We were in uh, yeah, I thought it was like, cool. Around <laughs> Oregon. We were in Portland for a yeah. few days, and then we went to Bend, Oregon, mm -hmm. and then we stopped in Eugene, 
and I don't remember why, but we had a good time there. Yeah, right yeah. on. Eugene's a town in, um, I don't know, maybe a couple hours south of Portland, Oregon, where every thrift shop you walk into, there's like a ton of tie-dye. It's hippie city, so oh. good vegan food, good tie-dye, all that jazz. I'm uh, I'm curious if Boulder, Colorado was somewhere that you consider, like you would consider living. Oh yeah, I think that's why I went was... Colorado has amazing outdoor access, has good culture of people. It didn't really feel too different than Portland. So my only qualm with Colorado is the air is so dry in the winter. My lips are perpetually trapped or perpetually trapped, uh, chapped. Ah. <laughs> so there's but a worthy sacrifice for the area. So New York, I came to New York being like, yeah, I'd never live here. It's just cool to visit. And then I'm like, hmm, you know, New York's kind of nice. I don't know. So I think that's the, the beauty of just being open-minded about where you go and not having a ton of expectations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what got me into travel, I can't remember. I don't think I mentioned this last podcast was my family didn't travel much growing up so this was not something that I like grew up with or was already accustomed to and in high school I just searched and I I recommend this to all parents Um, I just searched like free trips for high school students and there's a ton of scholarships that you can get to do that so that gave me a few opportunities to be out and about was that when you went to Ecuador, or was that another trip? No, I went to, so there was like United Nations thing that brought me to New York. That was the last time I ever saw the city, was way back in high school. Um, New York and Philadelphia and Canada, and then U.S. Department of Education brought me to Samoa for a month to live there. Oh, yeah, right. Whoa, you went to Samoa. Yeah, and I was in New Zealand for eight hours, and I ran out of the airport to explore New Zealand. <laughs> Success it was the coolest counts. thing. Yeah, I was like, I've been there. <laughs> so, so cool. Yeah, I got some gelato. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, yeah, it's, and I think it's there's something special about, like, going somewhere that's, like, maybe a little less common. Like, everyone was like, you're going where? Somalia? <laughs> I'm like Samoa, they're like the cookies, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I think it's still, we good. Perfect. Well, tell me a bit more about Samoa, I'm kind of curious, what, what was it? We, uh, yeah. we uh, discussed this in episode 21 here. Oh, did we? Okay, we discussed <laughs> no. Samoa. Oops, That's so bad. Yeah, I'm glad you did your homework, John. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's go on to something else. <laughs> we'll refer back to episode 21. Next please. one. We'll refer to 21. My yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah, What was this next thing? I think you can so, say that TLDR. Um, high, one of the highest food insecurities in the world. So, mm. like, fairly large obese population. And we find that the reason is because we send them um, U.S.'s rejected products. And they can't necessarily afford to keep their lush um, produce in Samoa, they, they ship it out to the U.S., so really blame the Americans, and that's about it. <laughs> I remember they, like, wanted you to eat a lot. Was that, oh, was yeah. That? Yep, I learned the phrase, maona fafatai. That's the only phrase I remember, which means I'm full. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're very generous. <laughs> um, yeah, what are, what are some uh, international trips? Like, uh, I mean... Uh, I mean, yeah. Some trips that I would like to do, you know, yeah. um, Costa Rica will take a week to do a surf camp down there, which no is pretty way. rad. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, 
and I just tried surfing for the first time. I basically, John and some of his friends, they all seemed to know how to surf, and then his girlfriend, Leisha, convinced me to go by saying, I don't even know if I can swim. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know if you want me there. Like, I, I really have no idea. I, I've never even, like, done anything that requires balance athletically, so I, I don't know if I can surf. Um, but I think she and I will be in the same boat. <laughs> So or yeah, water. I'm, I'm somewhere in between beginner and intermediate. Okay, so. solid, solid. Wow, thanks for taking a step down and taking a beginner class with us. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll probably embarrass myself. Like, I, I just went, the last time I went was another surf retreat, and like, I haven't done anything since then, so. Mm, so there you go. Yeah, we'll see. Hugh, I mean, Hugh is the college swimmer, so. I can't surf. Wow. I, I mean, I tried to surf once. I, think, I got the big board. I couldn't get up. Wow. It was hard. Wow? No, no, not wow. Well, <laughs> you couldn't get up, man. Yeah, we fit back in the day did have qualms with my balance. You know how we fit will tell you like how oh. whatever you are, and we fit was like, yeah, you you don't have shit for balance. Uh. <laughs> huh. So TBD. And uh, what are uh? What are some, like, are there any, like, bucket list things that you're trying to do, like, while you're last, your, like, final few days in New York or weeks? Right? Or... Yeah. Um... And, and maybe you should suggest to Hugh. Ooh. Yeah, if, I, if, you, if you have to distill it down into a two and a half day, three day trip. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, have you been to New York before then? I went once for, like, two evenings in college mm, two evenings wow and they saw chicago We're that's when jt and i we both flew out here for like interviews for college but we didn't get i anything. think chicago's still on broadway too oh yeah yeah amazing not the same actors but <laughs> um, what were the interviews for um i was when i was in media studies so i was interviewing for the nbc page program but didn't get it yeah. good for you for J trying right jt as well no i don't remember what jt went for but that was that. That's when I first had halal guys. Ah. Really good. Mm. And then the only time before that was like I came as a kid about a month or two months before 9-11. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah, so I was like in June, July. Well, so a few more months than one or two months, but June, July of 2001. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, my, my half-sisters were, were there during 9-11. My, my family is New Yorkers. Um, oh, really? So it's kind of funny how little exposure I've had mm. to the city, I think. Um, so my dad's, dad's from New York, my mom's from Tennessee, so she always called him a Yankee. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say recommendations. I mean, it kind of depends on what you like, but um, I did do the Roosevelt Island tram the other day and I'm really surprised that's not like a bigger thing that people do I thought it was a pretty cool area There's you like, city bike there too right yeah yeah the city bike bike was like a big part of the fun I think you're and it's funny because I was reading tips about New York and um, everyone was like don't don't ride your bike in New York and I think what they were trying to do is tell tourists if they can't confidently ride their bike then mm -hmm. don't bother with like city streets uh. you know um, but yeah, that's been a fun part of New York is if you can, it's about the same amount of time as the subway for the most part, so. Yeah, city bike is one of my favorite things about New York. Uh, city bike is just a system where you can like, there are a bunch of bikes parked places and then you can like take one and take it to somewhere else where it's parked. And there are like, mm -hmm. there are like 
I think it was like 1,700 city bike stations. That's so incredible. you can like yeah. take it wherever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Is that what the gentlemen and people on the blue bikes were? Yeah. Uh, there it is. That's and, cool. And uh, there's there's a station that's that's like right in front of where you got off the train. Yeah. So cool. it's like half a block away. All right. I think one thing that's that's interesting about New York that I have not really taken advantage of, and I get the feeling like John's not this type of person either, is that both New York and LA, I have friends, and they they come across famous people all the time. So my older sister was in New York, and she saw Ashley Tisdale and wanted to like chase her down, and her New Yorker friend was like, oh no. <laughs> um, and so I think there's like a lot of, like if you're paying attention, there's a lot of cool people you can come across. Have you met any famous people before? Come across any? No. Wow. I actually haven't. I don't. I don't think I have. Have you? Um, I think, I think it's likely that I have, but I just don't know these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when we were in LA, someone, the the person we were having dinner with, pointed out apparently some celebrity across from us, and both John and I were like, we don't know who that is. <laughs> um, my the only celebrity I've I've really encountered is Eric Whitaker, who's like, you know, big in the music composing. Um, world and so he came to conduct my high school choir because like uh, his mm. niece or something was involved with the school and That's um, cool. we were all freaking out over Eric Whitaker because he's like a big deal and um, we were all singing for him and I sneezed and he said bless you and so I was blessed by Eric <laughs> Whitaker and that was my, my only claim to fame in that choir group That's a great story um, yeah, I, I actually, I actually don't care about celebrities because mm-hmm. like, I don't watch that many movies. Um, I don't, I don't watch that much TV, and yeah, I guess, I guess once in a while, like, I'll watch a lot of YouTube videos, mm-hmm. and they're they're like YouTube videos of people that live in New York and they like vlog their lives. Yeah. But I remember seeing them once, and I and I was biking and I was just like, oh cool. And I, and I was like, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to continue with my life. Like, I think probably, like, most celebrities would prefer that <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I won't, I won't care 99% of the time. Oh, that's, a, that's another story. I had a situation where, um, do you know, either of you know country music at all? Zach Brown Band, let's go. That, that, I don't partake. Um, but my older sister is a country music fan, and so she dragged me to a Tim McGraw concert. Mm. And apparently he's, like, super big in country, and I'm like, I definitely know that name. Um, and they, uh, so I went, you know, we were sitting, like, way back in the concert, and I'm like, that's chill. I'm just going to, like, sit in the grass and just in, enjoy whatever's going on. And I went to go get some concessions, and I got tapped on the shoulder. And this, like, massive guy was behind me, and he was like, hey, you've just won front row tickets to this concert. I give them out, you know, once every show. And, you know, I, I gave them the John reaction to, you know, a celebrity sighting or, or situation. <laughs> he expected me to be like, ah, oh, my God, no way. Like, ah, I'm going to cry. But I was just kind of like, 
Oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I was like not really sure if I wanted to be <laughs> Like, is it crowded there? No, like... because there's a massive venue. And so we're like passing rows and rows of people. And then we finally make it to the front. And then I have these pictures I've never posted online because I like, sorry, don't care about Tim McGraw. <laughs> Of him like reaching over me into the audience, and I'm like, I know nothing these, none of these songs. It's all about like beer and whiskey and tractors and I don't know whatever. <laughs> um, no, his voice was great and the performance was great, but I was really out of my element. Um, and then we got to meet Chase Bryant, whoever that is. So I have pictures of Chase Bryant that I've never posted before. So that's the only other celebrity interaction that I've had that I really was not worthy or, or qualified to be there i remember uh i remember i was going to a jimmy kimmel taping Ooh, that's cool and the behind me there were these like college age girls and they were just like they're like yesterday we went to this party and like and like we heard leonardo dicaprio like went to the same venue later that night <laughs> and they're very much like like, came to L.A. to live this fantasy of, of like, hanging out with celebrities. And I, I remember just, I remember just being, like, wow, you, you, you guys have a very different priorities than I do. Yeah. Like, like mm. it, I, yeah, I guess, I guess, uh, yeah, it, it was also recently the case where I was, like, I was just, like, I don't want to stay out after 11 p.m. <laughs> so many realizations. Yeah. Although we did stay until midnight the other time. I know. And I'm sorry. I got carried away. Oh, it was, a good, it was a good time. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like my, my life motto now is to show up to the thing on time and then I leave at 11. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you have a concert that starts after midnight, like I'm definitely not going. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I hear you. Yeah, it's very weird to me. I'm like, why do people go to this concert where they, like, show up fashionably late at 3 a.m. and then people are just dancing until, like, 5 a.m. And I'm just like, I want to sleep and go on a bike ride in the morning. Yeah. Like, well, and I always thought it was, like, an I'm too old for this shit scenario. But I think, um, you know, there are people that are our age that, you know, they're like, all right, I got to wait until midnight until I go out. And it's like, oh, oh, snap. All right. Yeah. You do you. Yeah, I mean. That's a skill. Hugh, Hugh's uh, you've been partying a lot, right? Every day. <laughs> I, I don't stop. <laughs> you said about the midnight thing. The only time I ever had that type of experience, like, oh, it's ready, was when I was what was it? It was like, twenty fourteen. I somehow I was in Barcelona. Mm. I was in a hostel. I had just come in. I was super tired, so I took a nap and I said, I'm just going to sleep. It was like 7. So then I woke up around 11, I think. Oh. PM, PM. Mm-hmm. And I got up and I was like, oh, I, I, not, I, I screwed that up. I'm not going to be able to sleep. I, have, I didn't even know what to expect. I just went downstairs. And then it turns out they were just starting dinner and they had just made like a wow. hostel paella. Oh. Yeah. And so I had dinner and then we all just went out and then like made some friends and then we went out to a, some bar and then had this really great sangria four-way pour and just chilled and then 
some gentlemen I remember on the side of the road were like, hey, do you want to buy some warm beer? Basically, <laughs> like, do you want to buy drugs? Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> it was cool. It was a cool night. It was a cool night. Oh, I, okay. We definitely need to talk more about some of your hostel experiences. Were you out pretty late then? Yeah, that one we went out pretty late. Just kind of ended up at the beach randomly and just chilling out there and yeah. then went home. and. See, I had an experience. I guess it was not too, you know, a year or two after you... Um, I went to which country? I think it was Budapest and met some, made some new friends and we went out, hit the town and then we met some guys and they were like, hey, what if we stay out all night? And I just like looked them in the eyes and was like, that's my cue. I'm, I'm going home. <laughs> I'm not made for this. <laughs> so I think I had kind of the opposite experience as you where I was in that circumstance and I was like, it's like... In the, so in, in the US, the bars close at 2 a.m. Yeah. In the UK, they close at 5 a.m. In, Even in New York, the bars close at 2 a.m.? Uh, I admit I have not been out late enough to test it out, but <laughs> I think it's 2 a.m. And then in, in uh, Berlin... They open at fr- in Friday and they close on Monday afternoon. No way. So there was a there was a time when I when I was studying abroad in the UK and I was staying out late. I went to I went to Berlin and then around four a.m. I was like I'm tired I'm going home, and then the people that were there were like already <laughs> like wow we're just getting started yeah yeah they got a better stamina oh. over there, and yeah I. Uh, yeah, I I admire I admire like the desire for partying that much. There there are people that will like go to like there's like a couch in the nightclub and like they'll like take a bunch of drugs like sleep on the couch mm-hmm. like dance like take another nap. What? That's yeah, amazing. that's that's intense. That's, All right. Study abroad is totally the time for that. You know. Yeah. I I was kind of a square. I didn't drink before it was legal. Um, but I, I then studied abroad when I was 20, and it was legal there. And, um, you know, I went, went out with some friends, going out on the town. I was like, oh, my gosh, so excited. And there was a girl that was like, oh, here, let me, let me escort you to the, the bathroom. And I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm not that drunk. And she actually went in to go do drugs. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is way too crazy for <laughs> my, my first time out and all like that. But it was a good time. Now you're a seasoned drug user. I was about to say, I did not do the drugs, so <laughs> got to keep my reputation clean. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think we're close to time, but Heather, do you have any words of wisdom, any mm-hmm. uh, parting thoughts? Also, my, my neighbor is like peeking through her window. <laughs> She's very, uh-huh. she must be very confused. Oh my God, she really is. Oh, that <laughs> was like, like a creeper peek a little bit. I love that. That's They're probably okay. wondering like which celebrity you're interviewing right now. You know, one of those New York. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah don't do drugs. Um, <laughs> no, I would say that the advice is, um, I mean, let's bring it full circle, right? So we started talking about um, Broadway and, and Bryant Park, I think. Um, so I know a few folks, John included, who have taken an improv class in the past. And I think finding yourself in front of a live, large audience where any potential slip up, I know like I've been in situations where like, you know, co-actors have 
you know, forgotten their lines or totally missed a cue and you have to sing a whole song that was a duet by yourself or something like that. When you, when you find yourself in situations where, um, you know, you have to rely on your knowledge and, and, and understand that things can go awry in front of a lot of people, I think that's like such a good life experience. So I think the kind of takeaway for that is, you know, find yourself outside of your comfort zone. And that can be travel, that can be, you know, theater, um, but wherever you can find yourself on the spot. So if you're, you know, if John's been trying to convince you to be on the podcast, don't wait until you're ready. Just go ahead and do it. And, you know, the audience can judge you. That's okay. <laughs> That's part of the process. The audience can uh, let the audience decide that you're not ready for the podcast. Yeah, this audience was like, they shared a story from episode 21, man, you know, we already flubbed it. <laughs> so, yeah, this has been really enjoyable. Thank you for having me. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. And I, I feel like your, your words of wisdom answer was so good. <laughs> I'm glad that we could have some sort of insight from <laughs> today. <laughs> Time's flown. I can't believe we're at already at the end of another episode. <laughs> I know. It's actually crazy. Super awesome to have you on for the second time, Heather. Thank you. That was awesome. Yeah, that was super fun. I guess, do you have any things you want to give a shout out to, advertise for? Oh. Possibly at the end, we can add in the show notes below before we close out. Wow, find me on Instagram. It's a private personal account. <laughs> I'll let you follow me. H. McNutty. <laughs> if you can spell it, then you're, you're able to be in. <laughs> not the Fiverr account the, the, the oh, thing. yeah no. no I mean I already shouted that out do it again, I, I, do it honestly, again. never stop I, want, I don't want clients I want um, employees so if, yeah. any, if you're interested in writing resumes you've got an attention for detail then hit me up on Fiverr my account is Heather MK resume on Fiverr and what does it do what's it about what's this yeah. If there's a new listener, what are they? Oh, oh, right. Yeah, so new listeners. So this is a, um, I write resumes, cover letters, LinkedIn's. I provide career advice um, for, I've dominated 10% of the world. So that just means um, how many countries, people from different areas of the world I've, I've gotten to see their resumes for. So wow. maybe, maybe you're not a writer. Maybe you're not a resume writer, but you're nosy. We can still, we can still talk about that. It's kind of cool to see different people and their career journeys. In totally different fields, totally different um, walks of life. Amazing. All right, you heard yeah. it here. Reach Heather out. MK resume and H, H McNutty on Instagram. <laughs> I love it. All right, everybody. Well, that brings us to a close of another episode of the Moon Tea Podcast, a podcast where we talk about craft, community, and building meaningful careers. Thank you so much for tuning in this time. If you ever have any friends, guests, or random people you meet in Central Park that you're biking around that would be interested in coming on the podcast, please reach out to us at moonteapodcast at gmail.com. With that, stay classy, stay kind, and keep being amazing. See you next time. Peace. Peace.